0: What up? This is Myron and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar, speak easy style podcast podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, or maybe you're checking this stuff out on YouTube. We got some stuff up there right now on YouTube while we're waiting for Odyssey to roll out their YouTube stuff or Odyssey sports, I should say. But in the meanwhile, we'll have some, these episodes up on uh, YouTube. So if you're just chilling at the house or at work and you want to put it on your tab, go ahead and check us out there. Um, Also, make sure to check us out and say hello on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And again, this show is available anywhere that is pretty much a major platform for podcasting. Um, We are happy to be back on the week. Of opening week, I can't believe we're already back We've been doing this show now for one year This will be our first season though with Odyssey Sports We're really happy about that And by we, I'm talking about me and my regular co-host If you're watching on YouTube, here's the big reveal That's right, it's Hanno up in Edmonds What's going on Hanno?
1: Hey man, How's, how's your evening treating you?
0: It's all right. I'm about to go watch a little bit of Monday Night Raw uh, when, it, when we're done recording this. Uh got that recorded. I'm going to WrestleMania this week, so that's going to be fun. You'll be hosting the uh, the first post-series show without me, so this will be a, what, a big tell-all episode, uh, dirt sheet episode on me, I'm guessing.
1: No, we're going to keep it strictly baseball. We're going to... I'm going to have, as you know, CJ is going to be joining me. It's going to be a fantastic time. We'll have some fun. Go over the first weekend with the Mariners. Hopefully, you know, a big series win because we just want to win series, baby.
0: Yeah, these series count. And obviously, no, I'm not that important. They're not going to be talking about me. So, yeah, I mean, Thursday uh we are gonna have an episode coming out friday after opening night we got to talk about that we also have some other episodes coming out this week i can guarantee you this week on wednesday there's an episode with our good bud Vlad, with our good friend uh god what was his name again oh yeah vlad perez vladdy daddy aka big vlad um aka dj vlad our our yankee friend but uh, baseball enthusiast um we're talking about all the rules you know that the rules are out there um they're happening they're really gonna happen now in real time uh but maybe for like the casual fans or people just jumping into the season that don't care about the preseason like me i don't i don't really pay attention too much to football preseason i jump right in right at week one and then then i'm hardcore and there's always rule changes going on in the nfl well this year in baseball obviously there's some huge ones so we just did a whole episode that we just recorded that was a lot of fun just diving in on the main three and maybe some of the uh rules that are sticking around that we've seen over the last couple years get implemented like the um ghost runner um uh and uh you know like the otani rule and all that kind of fun stuff
1: yeah it was a lot of fun to get together with vlad he's always a you know he's got to give his opinion it, you know it's funny as long as the rules help out the yankees they're good rules
0: yeah yeah yes he was against this otani rule and unless yeah the yankees somehow acquired him then he's like oh i understand the rule anyways that episode will be coming out on wednesday unless something crazy happens like a trade. Uh, but today on today's episode, we're just kind of closing up spring training. We have an announcement of what the opening day roster is like. That's been a big part of obviously spring training. The Mariners are a few positions that we were, you know, debating on, uh, who was going to get those spots, uh, talk about people that aren't ready, that aren't on the roster due to injuries. We'll cover some people that got, uh, you know, reassigned or opted out on their contracts talk about the starting rotation uh the starting five it's not a big mystery of who was going to be in the starting five but maybe there's a little bit of mystery of uh what the order was going to be uh touch on that and then you know we have to acknowledge what happened uh 22 years ago um this past sunday and that is uh we lost um a good friend of ours, somebody that was near and dear and close to us that was always there. You know, so there's a the good times and the bad. And we're talking about the kingdom. Yes, that's right. It's 22 years ago since the kingdom imploded. And uh, there was a guy who played there by the name of uh, Kenneth or George Kenneth Griffey Jr., who is also still getting paid by the uh, Cincinnati Reds, award this year is the fourth highest person Well, fourth highest player on the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, you know, we're going to talk about the City Connect jerseys. That seems to be a big, hot, pressing topic. If you're people like us that really, uh, you know, have strong feelings about the uniforms and things like that, that's going to be a lot of fun. But that's pretty much what we're sinking our teeth into on this first episode, getting ready for the uh regular season, that's right. We're gonna get into that right after this. Uh, you know, as we're recording this, the mariners have played their last spring training game. Uh, the chiro man has uh yelled out his last chiro book 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 book. uh I can't roll my tongue like that. That was a terrible impression. Um the churro guy is giving out his last churro.
1: You're going to start doing the chicken dance.
0: You know, <laughs> all the volunteers, the fun people down at Peoria, they're all, you know, I don't know what they're doing, going back to wherever they're, they're from. I guess now it's just going to be all those select baseball leagues playing down there. I know the minor leagues are still going to be down there. But the rest of the team that has made the uh, 26-man opening day roster, they're all packed up. They're headed back up to Seattle. They're probably already on their way. Uh, they'll be reporting for practice, a public practice, on Wednesday down at uh, T-Mobile Park, which is tomorrow. Um, so that's a lot of fun. If you're in the Seattle area, go check that out. But back to what we're talking about, the 26-man roster uh if you have not seen or heard, you can always go to Seattle Sports or you can go to KJR. You go to the Mariners website at, on MLB.com or, you know, follow people on Twitter that know every single move on the rosters like Ryan Divish. We That's pretty much how we kind of figured this out today. So if you haven't had a chance to go check that out, we're just going to name them off for you right now you know we're just going to leave all the spring training stuff behind us does that sound cool to you Hanno? and just jump right into what's going on
1: yep we're unless on you to have the anything else season. you
0: want unless you have anything else you want to add about spring training
1: no it was a successful spring training with only one minor injury so yeah unf- not too many uh, jobs up for grabs so um yeah the m's are uh on their way to Seattle to hopefully get back in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. so I mean, the narrative, the story changes now. You know, a lot of the fringe players we're talking about, yeah, hopefully they are impacting the team. But now we're probably going to be talking about some of the, uh, you know, the starting lineup quite a bit in in the starting pitching and, you know, games and everything now, you know, gets a little bit more tense. You know, I know there are 162 of these, but come on. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the story since last year. And here is the roster if you have not heard. We'll start with the pitchers. Starting rotation we have for pitchers we have Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, George Kirby. In the bullpen, we have Matt Brash, Diego Castillo, Matt Festa, Chris Flexen, Trevor Gott, Andres Munoz, Penn Murphy and Paul Seawald. At catchers, we have Big Dumper Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, and Cooper Hummel, also a utility player. You've heard a lot about him on here, and I'm sure wherever you're getting your Mariner action at. In the infield, we have Ty France, Colton Wong, J.P. Crawford, A.U. Eugenio Suarez, and Tommy Lastella. So that was another guy that we were like, is he going to make it is he not new acquisition he's made the uh the roster in the outfield we have Teoscar Hernandez Julio Rodriguez Jerry Kelnick and AJ Pollock and the sole listed utility player on this team even though there's a couple other people that play multiple positions is Sam Haggerty this is somebody that plays infield outfield happy to have him back um you know we lost him towards uh, going down the stretch last year definitely impacted the Mariners. We we believe here on, on the podcast. So again, uh, that is your twenty six notables. Not on there at the top of the list is uh, got to be our other super utility guy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. demo D-
0: demo demo D- not on this list. You know he he was coming off of a, a core injury. Uh, had a bit of a setback at sp- in spring training and he's just now starting to do baseball activities
1: if i'm correct yeah um first when it happened it happened in the batting cage he was supposed to play that day if you remember back in spring training and got had a little tweak in it so they had to shut him down it sounded like it was going to be a month or more but Latest reports are it might only be a couple weeks, so that's good news for Mariner fans, as you don't really have a true backup going in this season for J.P. Crawford. And as you know, he's been hampered with a sore sore shoulder and then took a foul ball off of his foot, but he should be ready to go. But that just gets to this 26-man roster with depth. Uh, Yeah, they have it, but if they lose one of their starters – you know, it could be – it's something I'm concerned about.
0: Yeah, because they have, you know, Tommy LaStella on here is a utility player, obviously, but he's a first baseman, second base, third base. That's what at least they have him uh, listed here. And, you know, with Cooper Hummel, he's not the shortstop type of utility player, I, d- I do not believe. I believe he's like more of a corner outfielder, maybe uh, a third baseman, If you know, but um, – uh, with him too, it might be a bit more used maybe if, if going off of spring training possibly as a dh um and Sang, sam Haggerty uh, hags he's a uh, or swaggerty I should say with with Sam Haggerty being you know listed as our only true utility player you know Shannon Dreyer is saying like Haggerty and we know this too has been getting most of his work in the infield um which really is happening because of, you know, the absence of more um the intention that she says is still to platoon the left-handed hitting wong as much as possible against lefties. You know, with these utility guys, we only have the one guy listed as on there as Haggerty. Um and it seems like he's going to be more of an infield uh utility player, especially with We hope that JP's over the little minor injury he had to his foot. Um, It doesn't seem like it's, as far as reports, anything very important. But you never know coming out of spring training who's who's going to, um, you know, come up a little bit lame or need some rest. They did send down Mason McCoy. He was playing some shortstop. But uh, right now, Haggerty is your backup shortstop. Last year, he was our starting uh, left fielder going down the stretch quite a bit
1: yeah um he was and he like you said he predominantly played outfield this year in spring they've used him you know a little bit in outfield but they've given him given him a lot more looks at infield which he has played predominantly second but yeah he's filled in over at short played a little first base as well, his arm was always a little bit of concern about how strong it was, but he has really improved that, so Perry Hill has said, over the last year or so. So that's good to know. you got to have that strong arm from coming in the hole at shortstop. And then as far as Tommy Listella, he, the other utility guy he mentioned, he didn't play too much in the field as he had arm trouble. I think a banged-up shoulder. Um in the beginning of spring training and uh, only saw some at bats and just lately has started playing the field so um it's hard to say really i haven't seen him too much defensively here this last year but um he's probably got to be like the 26th man on the roster wouldn't you say yeah
0: because i would assume. You know, if Dylan Moore was here, he would obviously be on the team. I mean, he just signed a you know contract extension. Oh, he's been a big part of this team. Um, Haggerty making the team isn't much of a surprise at all, uh, but I'm happy to see that. I would say it was Cooper Hummel who really proved his worth if you're just going off of spring training. And everybody else was pretty much penciled in as long as they didn't like sink themselves or you know get hurt or catch a case or something down there you know what i mean but uh yeah i mean this was a tough roster to make which is a good thing which is something new for the mariners
1: yeah absolutely you're right i mean every spot was already pretty much taken for you know but you're right cooper hummel He wasn't penciled in at all, but he won a job and won his way onto this team and um, hit really well. Um, It's good for him, you know. Um, Local guy. um, Grew up a Mariner fan. So, yeah, that's really exciting. And then, obviously, our other kind of back or bench guys to go along with him will be um, Tom Murphy at catcher and then with it with possibly a j Pollock, but he could be your d h or left fielder so um it's gonna be um on paper this is a, looks to be a pretty good team, but if they i'm i feel really good about them and uh hopefully they stay healthy i'm you know with any team if they get an injury, especially one of those key guys we saw last year with Julio going down for a bit and then Suarez it was a definite hole in the lineup
0: yeah. And another injury that also is, you know, getting worked on and, and a, a, a good team guy and somebody that I know they want to see him get major league at bats to see really what he can be is Taylor Trammell. So that's another guy down there that, you know, these guys at the end of the lineup here, um, or the end of the bench, I should say, um, you know, lower on the 26 man roster. I mean, they got to make their chances. I mean, they got to make their opportunities work. Right. I mean, it, it, it at least here in the first month, I could see maybe trying to bring Dylan Moore up. It seems like I would assume he's going to get three or four weeks of really good baseball work. Just tell he's ready and the team thinks he's ready. And then you're bringing him right back up. And I'm sure, you know, if Taylor Trammell, you know, gets off to just a rip roar and start and Something's not feeling right, you know. As far as the as far as out in the outfield with the utility players, you you might see Taylor Chamel.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree with you. The, um, he has to be the next guy in line, um, if something should happen via injury or production. But yeah, um, they don't like you've mentioned have too many guys on their bench that play. Just outfield, and they really don't have any guys on their bench that maybe could hit you a home run. Not like we did last year, you know. You know, with Santana, that type of player. Yeah, I'm not saying Tramel is that either, but
0: he's it's a, it's, he has got power.
1: He does have some guy. power at the yeah, left-handed spot. So he does.
0: He's he's going to give you a home run threat much much more than all of those guys. Outside of Dylan Moore, who we've seen do it, you know, and Dylan Moore is not a big home run guy, but we know that he can hit home runs and we can hit him in big spots. Uh, like obviously Haggerty's a different type of player. Um, we got to see what Hummel can do. Uh, Listella's not a, this isn't a home run guy that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, the outfield, you know, like most places, on this team, you know, if, if, health is health is there, you're not really going to see a lot of time. Cause with Julio and Teoscar, I mean, I guess when Teoscar play a little DH, same thing with Pollock. Um, but I mean, that's a, it's a tough outfield to crack. I mean, but also there's another guy too. Like we've talked about him a lot. He's had a great spring training, but now it's like, put up a shut up time, right. For Jared Kelnick. He's somebody, I know that they're going to let him, you know, Get a lot of at bats, but that's another person that's got to go out there and do his thing on this roster. I don't feel like he's he's not in that lower, you know, two or three guys that, hey, in trouble. But I mean, if he's hitting 150 again or 180 and it's the start of May and Taylor Trammell's been down in AAA, you know, hitting 360 with you know, five bombs. You know, that's something that you're going to look at. I'm just saying, I hope that's not the case. And I don't think that's going to be ca- be the case because what we've seen out of Jared Kelnick, but I, I think that's just another storyline to, to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, Jared Kelnick had a great spring, like you mentioned. Um, besides having the success, he didn't look fooled as much up at the plate from the, from this, from what I had seen, his approach looks better. Um, and what I mean by that, he didn't—he didn't seem fooled. He seemed on top of the ball. He um, looked very confident. Um, so, and success brings you confidence, as we know. So, hopefully, that continues. He's going to be seeing, you know, the best of the best now with the top ten guys starting for each team. And, but I mean, also a lot of the time when he's played in these spring training games. He uh, they usually yank him after two or three at bats, so he's not seeing the lower tier tiered level guys. But anyway, um, yeah, if he the the biggest thing for me is if he can have a good season, it's really gonna really help the Mariners because they're expecting him to be decent. But if they can get even more out of him, I mean, that's just a huge plus since the Mariners didn't go out and get somebody to that is a proven major league guy that can produce for you. They're still waiting to see on what that type of player is in Jared Kelnick. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom.
0: Take me to the ballgame.
1: tour is the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdome.
0: So the, since the last time we recorded, uh, they officially came out with what the Mariners starting five is going to look like. And it, and it goes like a little something like this, just how I was doing them in the roster, same order your number one, your opening day guy, is Luis Castillo. Number two is Robbie Ray. Number three is Logan Gilbert. Number four is Marco Gonzalez. Number five is George Kirby. Now, with that being said, uh, you know, if you're just looking off of this list and you're going, why is Kirby four and, I mean, why is, Marco four and Kirby five. uh, You just got to relax. That's not what it means. And it doesn't matter. All of these guys are great starters, but listen, uh, Marco had the most led the team in quality starts last year. Also he's left-handed. So I think that's more of like doing the left, right, left portion in there where you're going, right. Sorry. You go right, left, right, left, right. You know, and also, uh, having your number five guy be Kirby, and maybe a series ends uh, where Kirby's starting your next three game series off, and you got Kirby, you know, Castillo and Ray. It's just kind of like the nine, you know, slot on a loaded team and the leadoff slot. Yeah, you're gonna turn over the lineup. You got somebody at the end of your rotation that can turn it back over to your top aces. I'm all about it. Also, little note. Kirby is staying down in um, Peoria to pitch a minor league game, not for any bad reasons, but uh, he just needed to get one more start. So he has five days off because there's a couple of days off before, uh, or sorry, more than five days off. Cause there's a couple of days in between when they start uh, pitching again. And he just needed to get some innings against some, um, you know, live batting. And what do you think about this? What is your reaction to this? Is there is there a reaction to this list, or is this what you pretty much saw?
1: It's pretty much what I thought would be the case. Um, the Marco thing, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, the Mariners have, you know, for the most part, always tried to go righty-lefty, righty-lefty. Um, does it make a big difference? I guess you could argue it either way. Um, they seem to really want to, if they can, you know, give George that extra day with off days, or possibly skip him, or worry about his innings limits, or blah blah blah. So that might be a reason. Um, but I'm super excited. This is one of the best opening day rosters that has probably ever been. A, been started off with for this Mariner club, or I think you know, so.
0: I think so with already expectations from the previous year and also with the expectations and possibility of growth, (laughs) you know, in, in, in the starting rotation, specifically Logan and Kirby.
1: Any one of these guys could be a number one guy to be honest with you. Uh, Obviously Luis, uh, Luis is Robbie could be former Scion you have the potential with Logan and George. You've seen it, what they have last year, i have done last year. And Marco has done it before, not maybe out of uh, stuff necessity, but just how the club was constructed. And he did just fine. And at the time, he, he was the Mariners' number one guy. But, you know, the Mariners have developed, traded for, and really – push this uh, roster and rotation along to be one, if not the best in the American league. And it's, uh, it's very exciting from the rosters and rotations I've seen from this Mariner club in my lifetime.
0: Yeah. And not to mention what we have waiting in the wings. You have flexing out in the bullpen and you, and you have every, every, you know, you have the, the Barroas, you have the Bryce Millers. I mean it's they're in such a good spot right now, as long yeah. as the health stays in the right place.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole Marco thing, um, there's a lot of people that I've heard and talked with that are you know down on him, are cautious of what he is going to do this year for you. If he should struggle, yeah, it's great to have a guy like Flex and jump in there if need be. If he doesn't perform up to what people's expectations are, um, he's always shown a, a, a way of going out there. And sure, he gives up some a few runs, but um, he uh, goes out and fights, gets you innings, and keeps you in ball games. And that's what you would want out of a guy like Marco.
0: Yeah, this would have to be like a Jeff Weaver kind of thing where he goes out and he gives up a sixth spot, you know, in the first two innings or something. Like, as, as long as Marco's going out there and keeping the games, you know, close and competitive and getting him to to the bullpen, uh, we're going to be in good shape. Speaking of the bullpen, again, strong bullpen as far as like who's the closer and who's the setup person. That's all going to play out here with, you know, the, the, the uh, bullpen by committee is that is that what you're hearing
1: yeah i would expect that i mean the mariners did that all last year they're going to use whoever they feel is their quote-unquote closer in that high leverage situation no matter if it's a seventh eighth or ninth to face the teams you know one two three two three four hitters in the lineup depending on where it comes out so yeah i mean on paper they look really good um The only change that they made really from last year is switching out Trevor Gott for Swanson, who was traded to Toronto. And um, as far as the rest of the guys go, we're very familiar with all of them. You know, the Munoz, Seawald, Brash, Castillo, Festa, Murphy, and of course Flexen. And you notice that they're all right-handed. Last year, the Mariners didn't uh, use a left-hander too often out of the bullpen. And this year, they're not going to be starting the season with one in the bullpen either.
0: Yeah, I, and you said it right there. That these are all people that we we know, except for Trevor Gott, um, who's a pretty proven guy. And we also have, you know, waiting in the wings, you would assume you'd see him at some point, uh, Casey Sadler. You know, he missed all of last year. Uh, he hasn't pitched uh, at all in the spring training games, I don't believe. Uh, but uh, I saw him uh, pitch some live uh, batting to uh, Dylan Moore, which was interesting because they were both guys that were just getting back to baseball activities at the time. Uh, but Sadler was, was, a was really good for us in 2021. That kind of feels like eons ago now of how the bullpen has molded itself, but definitely had some really good stuff. And, you know, the Mariners bringing them back for a reason. And also those other people in the pipeline, Prelander, um, and Bryce Miller, you also could see them come in and kind of do like what Brash did. And listen, we're get, we're starting the season off with Brash. Started off with him last year as a starter. We didn't have Kirby. Brash has been in those big situations already. All of these guys have been in these big situations. So, I mean, nothing but good things could not going to wait, but I just feel so good about the bullpen. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all shakes out. I would assume it will kind of look similar to what we saw at the end of last year. And then it will kind of adjust on the, on the go.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got to expect in a perfect world, the Mariners starter, which they would want to go six innings and then have someone go seventh, eighth, ninth and win a ball game. And that's how I expect, uh, this season to play out for the Mariners and the way Scott service has handled things. um, I would think they're going to continue and try to win with that recipe again this year.
0: There's a lot of, a lot of the power rankings have have come out now, like updated ones since spring training has ended Uh, Mariners. uh, Typically I've seen them as, you know, six, seven, Uh, I'm seeing a lot of eights, a lot of nines, a lot of tens. Uh, For instance, Fan Sighted has them at number eight. Uh, Let's see over here. We got CBS has them at number 10. And you go, whoa, 10? Who's in front of them on that one? Phillies, Rays, Blue Jays, Dodgers, Yankees, Pets, Braves, Padres, Astros. I mean, that's still having you in the playoffs at 10. Um we also have let's see over here, let's see what Major League Baseball uh, has us at. Um Major League MLB.com has the Mariners at nine. Um with the Phillies, Blue Jays, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Astros So if you're talking about like perennial World Series teams in front of you and people that spent a lot of money in the offseason. So I guess I get it um, again. I can't sit here and go. The Mariners are the best team. You know, that's going to be. They'll go, they have to go out there and prove it. We're seeing them at eight and nine. Have you seen what like Vegas is talking about?
1: Yeah, they have them at about ninth overall to win the whole thing
0: yeah so it seems like hands down across the board before you get upset about who's in front of you or whatever all of these teams in front of you are playoff teams mariners their first time being in the playoffs and you know you know the story so i mean it looks like they've stayed just about where they left off last year right there around the divisional right everybody's going oh they'll Get past the wild card. They'll be in the divisional round. And then from there, you know, we got to see how it goes. That's just off of these rankings. But if you're looking for power rankings and wondering if they're out and they're updated, most of these power rankings I'm looking at right here are from today, yesterday. This one's seven hours ago. You want to know what Fangraphs has them at, Hanno? Fangraphs has the merit. You got to go through a lot of graphs, a lot of, a lot of, it's a long scroll it is a long scroll this is they are giving you the graphs and they are giving you the stats at least of why this is why we think they're ranked at this number versus just like a three sentence paragraph that doesn't really say you know why they're just like, Oh, Julio's back. They're pitching good, looking good. Well, why are they at 10? You know um, where fan graphs has the Mariners actually at seven. So they're giving Fangraphs is giving them more respect than MLB, Fan Cited, CBS, all of, all of the above. So as much as I've never been a big uh graphs uh analytics guys, I'm going to have to agree with these guys over here at Fangraphs. I think number seven's just about right
1: for me. Yeah, so they're like a top 4 team in in the AL, they say.
0: Yes. Uh, on this one again, I have to scroll back up. You got the Astros at six, which I was like, Whoa, everybody else pretty much has the Astros at one. You have the Astros, you have the Phillies, Dodgers, same people. What's this one's gonna be? The Cardinals, uh, then they have the Padres and the Braves. So, you know, wow, top two
1: then, but,
0: but Padres are of, on all these are pretty high up there in like the top three or four. I mean, that's what I mean. Like we were talking about it, that you know, Peoria, you, when you're watching like today's game and yesterday's game, with the Padres and the Mariners, I mean, your last spring training game could possibly be your last game of the 2023 season. I mean, I mean, the Padres and the Braves seem to be, the teams that have trended the hardest up, I mean, the Mets were up there, but they had some key injuries. You got the Phillies in there. Um, you know, and and on the AL it's the Mariners, it's the Yankees, it's the Astros, it's the blue Jays. And then once in a while you got Tampa Bay sneaking up in there, but you know, Tampa Bay is always like one of those, you know, I kind of, they spend more money, but not too much money, but they're very similar to the Oakland A's that they just, always end up with somebody that you never heard of that they acquired through some trade that just turns into a star and just, they have their formula.
1: Well, let me ask you a little off script question here is the Mariners are ranked so high. How do you, do you like being kind of the favorite or do you, would you rather kind of be back behind, you know, a underdog? How do you feel? This is the first time we've felt this in many, many years, decades, The yeah, Mariners I mean, are like, a favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see it. It's nice to see if, uh, you're the best ranked team. I mean, we've been through this with the Seahawks, right? You know, for years, it was one through four. Like, if we lost a game or something, they were down at eight, and we thought the world ended it was about to end. And, <laughs> uh, you know, for the Mariners, I've like I said at the top, I think it's about right. I mean, they still have some things to prove. And these teams that are in front of them, you know, you can make an argument of like, Hey, well we beat Toronto and Hey, we made it farther than Tampa Bay, but we also haven't sat here and done all of our homework on everything that they've done all spring. And we know Toronto, you know, going into that series last year, they had a much better lineup than we did on paper. And we got Teoscar from them, but they still added, they still made some big additions and you know that they definitely have that NL East, very, uh, very highly ranked and thought about on this list.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they play meaningful games all year in that in that AL East. But, you know, that might change this year with the Mariners division and the AL West changing, getting a lot stronger. So, yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, it's nice. I mean, from my perspective, we need to come out in a little, you know, more successful start to the season the last few years we haven't kind of dug ourselves a hole so i'd like to see a hotter start and um yeah it's nice to be the hunted instead of you know being you know considered an underdog
0: just remember these power rankings are they don't matter they're all bullshit unless you rank number one
1: fried bread and mustard a marinus podcast
0: we have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler, how are you doing?
1: Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. The Kingdom days—they had a lot of great memories for me.
0: Where were you, and what were you thinking when the Kingdom was imploded?
1: Uh, I was watching it on TV at home. I know I get flak for this, but I was kind of like in the good riddance mode. <laughs> you like, press the button. I yeah. would have, I would have done it gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard America's podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now, you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
0: The Mariners, along with other teams, have been announced to be having their City Connect jerseys premiere this season. The Mariners come out on Sinking a Mile on 5-5. It's got the Mariners' Twitterverse and Facebook groups and everybody in an uproar. Um, people are ripping each other's heads off and eating their own tails, just like uh, you'd think um, possibly uh, – you know, we were back with Robbie Ray giving, giving up that home run. It's kind of that vibe. Uh, a lot of fake stuff out there, too. Um, uh, there are some funny ones. I think the funniest one I've seen on Twitter was uh, there is one that almost reminds me of a Tommy Bahama shirt. It's got the it's got clouds, kind of a greenish. Uh, it's kind of a like a like a split pea soup green base but it has some clouds and then it has uh, a man who's dressed up like uh, one of the uh, pike place market uh, fish market people catching a fish and has the space needle up up the middle of the shirt and on the lower half of the shirt all of this of what i've described along with the mountains is being held up by a bunch of marijuana nuggets so I don't think that's the one, but that's the, fun, the most entertaining one I've seen. There's a lot of fake stuff out there right now. I'm sure they, and Nike, have this thing held so close to the vest, and when it leaks, it's going to be when Nike wants it to leak.
1: Yeah, it kind of seems like the one I've seen that's the favorite is going to be a replica of the old Seattle Pilot uniforms. That, um, that
0: would be cool. I I really hope it's something fun like that because... I, for one, am upset that we lost the, the, the road grace,
1: you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, if any, I, I wish the City Connect would be the uniforms that the Mariners have used in years past going on throwback days to the uh, Seattle um, just had it too. Steelheads uniform, steelheads
0: that would be good. Hey, what if this whole time you know, it'd be great. What if the city connect was just the gray uniform? And they like just brought it back, they're like, that's it, you know. Uh, and if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know what the city connect jerseys are, um, they are they're like, like jerseys with alternative lettering, um that have to throwback or throwbacks or slogans to the city like, uh, Houston there's was space city because of NASA. Um, the Boston Red Sox one doesn't make sense to me, I guess that, I mean, it's, you have to be connected to the cities usually to know some of these, uh, the other teams that are, um, going to have a city connect jerseys, uh, this year is, uh, the Atlanta Braves.
1: Um, and who they, showed theirs and theirs are going to go back to the Hank Aaron era type jerseys that are really pretty hot.
0: Yes. And I like that, which also kind of seemed like it was more traditional versus yeah. some of these other ones that they've had. Uh, uh, I've the, the, um, San Diego Padres kind of have like a grand theft auto kind of looking one. Um, but also the, uh, this year, uh, the Texas Rangers, uh, our Mariners, the Cincinnati Reds, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Pittsburgh Pirates—they come out in that order. Um, but yeah, and teams that you know previously have already had them. The Angels have done it. Theirs were more of a traditional Angels uh, jersey. Um, Houston, like I mentioned, Space City. Um, San Diego's is like a, a Grand Theft Autoy kind of thing. Uh, Kansas City, uh, I think theirs is a throwback. Um, you know, Chicago, they have the south side ones, those all black pinstripes. Um, and then Boston's is, uh, it almost looks like UCLA colors. So, yeah,
1: I don't know the reasoning behind that. Do you?
0: No, I, I don't. And then the Colorado Rockies one is interesting. It's, it's like. Green, it's like green mountain time. Yeah, it might be one of the, <laughs> the worst. It definitely looks <laughs> like a softball, like a uniform. Um, but so, yeah, the Mariners are joining uh, this group this year. And, um, you know, they had to get rid of a jersey for this, which kind of sucks that it was the 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 road grays. Um, we'll just have to wait and see if there's any uh, big leaks. We'll, of course, we'll sit here and we'll talk about it. You know, speaking of throwback stuff, like I said at the top, we'd be remiss if we did that talk about for a second that on 22 years ago this past sunday we lost the kingdom it was imploded uh you know if you want to hear some good kingdom stories uh, you can always go back to our tom hutler episode uh you know legendary mariners pa announcer um since 1987 um we asked him about the kingdom uh maybe i'll play one of those here on this episode uh the excerpts from that Lots of fun times, lots of some of the best memories the Mariners have ever had as an organization. Seahawks played there, you know, for all you Gen Zers that are listening. This was like our Taj Mahal. This was our toilet at the same time, all mixed into one. Uh, I asked you this last year, Hanno. where were you when the kingdom was imploded?
1: (laughs) I was down there with you. I had to remind you.
0: Yes. If you go back to our first episode, I asked you, I said, where were you like, Earnestly, just asked him. He goes,
1: "I was with you. I watched
0: it with you." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." uh But yes, uh it it was interesting. I used to have a piece. Maybe my mom still has it. A uh, piece of the rubble um from the kingdom. But yeah, it's it's been gone now for twenty two years. Uh, the time flies for somebody like me that that it was that long ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah it's you either loved it or hated it. Um, but it was part of my childhood and it's got my respect. Yeah. Some tiles fell. Yeah. They had the troughs in the bathroom. Yeah. It sucked when it was sunny out in, in, in uh, the summer, um, to go in there, but it, it's part of my childhood. I like it. You know, it what's funny is, it's uh, off
0: time, Hannah, while I go grab this, go ahead. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what's funny is they, um, are actually coming out with on Twitter a bracket of the worst Major League Baseball stadiums, and it's probably in um, because they're having the NC2A tournament. But um, the kingdom has made it all the way to the Final Four right now, and they are up against the Oakland-Alameda Coliseum, which is another one of your favorite stadiums. So,
0: it's the Kingdom. Um, if the Kingdom, like I said, if the Kingdom. Got in an automobile accident and it ran into a semi truck and went underneath. And now it's a convertible. That is what that, that stadium is.
1: Yeah. So they're going up against it in the final four for the worst stadium in Major League Baseball history. Well, so I'll keep you posted.
0: Why? I, if you're watching on the YouTube uh, episode, this Gen Zers or <laughs> new Mariners fan, this is what the kingdom was like. As you can see it, they're like, Yeah, Myron, we could just Google the shit. But no, I had a canvas made. It's in the it's in the other. I had a canvas made for for the show whenever I do get the home uh set up in here. I gotta change some other stuff over there in my living oh, room. Oh I but.
1: okay. I thought it hung I mean, on top you in your in your bedroom.
0: Yeah, No, I have it in the
1: bedroom. I don't know if it's on the ceiling. Be-
0: no, I should. <laughs> 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 I don't know how much longer I'll be able to leave it in there, but uh Yes, I, I, I was the kingdom was near and dear to me, and obviously that's the place where the next guy that we're going to close up the, the closer the closer of this episode, Ken Griffey Jr. Why are we talking about Ken Griffey Jr.? Well, you know, sadly in 2000 we tra- had to trade him it's for the 2000 season. We had to trade him to the Reds. That's not what we're going to talk about. But what we are going to what we are going to talk about is this has come out in the last. Week or so that Ken Griffey Jr. will be the fourth highest paid player in 2023 on the Cincinnati Reds uh, from a deferred payment. There was a time when Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, signed this contract back in t- 2000, I believe. Uh, Griffey still counts for 3.6 of Cincinnati's, uh, yeah, 3.6 million of, on cincinnati's books this year uh mike moustakis and joey Votto and will myers will make more than him he hasn't played baseball in over a decade uh the reds acquired him um and and along with the move the cincinnati Inc. the uh an extension to him when when we traded him and i believe Tom Ferducci said that uh, Griffey agreed to deferred $57.5 million at 4% interest so that he'd be getting to earn that money in 2010 and continue receiving annual payouts until 2025. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about the Bobby Bonilla thing. It's on what, July 1st or 4th of July that happens every year. It's like Bobby Bonilla Day. Well, Griffey this year, he's making more and this is off that interest. Um but, yeah, he's making $3.6 million. And I was just on uh, Griffey's social media because I just watched a really good video of him talking, uh, hitting in the cage, uh, candid, candidly, with Mookie Betts. And so I happened to go to his Instagram page, and it looks like he was at an Adele concert. Posted lots of videos from Adele. I'm sure he was there with his wife. And it uh, looked like he was sitting center, uh, orchestra center. Um those tickets probably were not cheap, so I'm sure once the news of or once this check showed up, they 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 headed on they headed on down to go check out Adele. That's, that's what I'm pretty gonna, cool. How this happened in my head, that's what I'm gonna imagine. And, and don't tell me any different. But we obviously love Ken Griffey Jr. Who doesn't? We love the Kingdom. We're interested in seeing these City Connects, and we love that baseball is starting this week. So thank you for liking, subscribing, and following. We got a lot of content coming out here. It's the start of the season. We're ramping this shit up here on uh, on Odyssey Sports, on the Odyssey app, or wherever else you're getting that action from. And again, uh, we'll probably have this stuff up on the YouTube. Uh, We're waiting for Odyssey Sports to include us on the rollout. That's all getting worked on. Um, but until then, we're going to put our stuff out there and also check us out on the social media stuff. And also, hey, before we get out of here, Hannah, uh, tell me how it was going to Tom Hutler, uh, Tom Hutler's uh, show on Saturday night.
1: Had a really nice time. Um, it was really cool. Um, I went by myself. My wife was busy, but um, went in there, uh, said hello to Tom. Sat over kind of by myself there and a couple friends of his invited me to sit with them, which was really nice. It's always nice when people, uh, you know, invite you to hang out with them when you haven't met them. So that was nice. Uh, The music was great. Um, The band was fantastic. You know, you had your guitar guy, your bass guy, your keyboard guy, the drummer and Tom singing lead vocals. Uh, It was all kinds of music from the Beatles to... Oh, Steve Miller band to Jimmy Buffett. Um, they were really good. Um, Tom got some people out of their seats, dancing on the floor, um, (laughs) having a good old time. Um, it was fantastic. I was always surprised he, you know, he's got those really golden pipes, deep voice, but the way he was able to transform his voice to sing all these songs and, uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time listening to um, some live music, something I haven't done in a long time.
0: That's good. That sounds great. I wish I could have made it. Uh, I'm hoping to check him out this summer. His band's name is High Cheese, which which is a great baseball name. And, yeah, it's all fun and games. But now Tom's got to get back to work down at T-Mobile Park. He's already down there working hard, getting ready for the season. Uh, Yeah, season's in a couple of days. We'll be back this week. Remember to tune in tomorrow to check out our – breaking it down our idiots guides to the rules not you're not the idiots we are we're talking about <laughs> the- <laughs> let's just get that straight but uh, yeah again this is the rye bread and mustard and mariners podcast you can always hit us up on email at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com you yeah, know you know what time it is charge mobile park and watch some baseball that I can't